going on Hajj is about a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa and not about a relationship with people. Assalamu alaikum. I'm Tamara Gray, and I am here to talk to you about my Hajj story. And I think, you know, I've gone back and forth about how I want to tell this story. And I want to say two things. I want to say that the experience of Hajj can be <clears throat> the most dramatic growth spurt of your life. You can go to Hajj, go around the Kaaba, experience that closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Find that all of your dua has been answered. You can go to visit the Prophet and feel a closeness that you've never felt before. Or uh, Hajj can be a very difficult experience, especially for women. Uh, when women go, very often we're disappointed to see at, in Medina, especially how much we're kept away from, to see next to the Kaaba how difficult it is to to be in that space as a woman and not to have access, for example, to um, and during the prayer to praying in a place that you can actually see the Kaaba. And I, I, I hesitated talking about this because I thought, well, we, I think we're supposed to speak only about positive things today. But for those who are women who've been in Hajj, you may have those deep feelings of conflict. And so I want to acknowledge them. And I want to say that the Prophet ﷺ welcomes us, even if the buildings do not. And the Kaaba is there for us, even if the uh, system is not. And going on Hajj is about a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa and not about a relationship with people. And as we go around the Kaaba and to make dua, as we visit the Prophet ﷺ, as we go on the Sa'i, and remember the the Sa'i especially, subhanAllah, when, when Sa'i is the running back and forth between Safa and Marwa, which of course is the act of a woman who had full tawakkul and full effort, and we are all, men, women, young, old, in the Hajj and Umrah, uh, asked to remember her and to uphold her her this act of great belief and great worship. So my Hajj, I've had two only, which is unusual, I think. A lot of people, a lot of my colleagues and friends have been to Hajj so many times um, that I've only been twice. And I will, I will highlight for you two things. One is the day of Arafat. Uh, my first Arafat, I was, it was, I was under the absolute burning sun. But as I went out to look for the, a place to sit, I, I found a little white plastic chair sitting with, under a few leaves of a palm tree. And I was in that space very much alone with my dua. And I want to share that with you because I, it was a reminder to me of the great forgiveness of the forgiver. Al-Ghafar, Al-Ghafur, Al-Tawwab. The, the great forgiveness of the one who created us and also our great need for forgiveness. I, the, I wrote a little bit after that and I, when I go back and read what I wrote, I'm reminded of my feeling of, of our great need for forgiveness. So I, this is Arafat coming now and I want, to, I want to recommend to all of us that even though we're not 
on the plane of Arafat. We're still on the day of Arafat. And so we should put our hands up and turn to the one who forgives and ask for forgiveness. My second Hajj was actually last year and I was a leader. And there's much to say about that Hajj because it was, uh, both of them were, were beautiful. But the one last year, there was something really special about being in a, this very, the leader of women at Hajj. So I was the one who was trying to make sure we got a place near the Kaaba. I was the one trying to make sure that when we were near and next to the Kaaba, we were having a good experience. I was the one making sure that we were all together in our uh, tawaf. And that experience uh, also taught me so much. It taught me about the importance of women, uh, leader, women's leadership and also the importance of women together and how important it is for us, wherever we are in the world, to be tightly together to protect one another. So that someone amongst us is looking out for us to find a place for us to sit together, to worship together, to be together. And uh, both hajjahs, one of the things I did was I walked up to Hira, the cave where the wahi came to the Prophet wasallam. This is not a rite of hajj. But it is a, in both times, it was a very powerful experience for me personally, because as a woman, you can go there without any difficulty. And it was just amazing. And I, the, the feeling of standing in that, in that little alcove, it's much more of an alcove than a cave. The place where Angel Jibreel came to the Prophet was something that I can't, um, it's difficult to describe. But I think, again, there's a learning there, which is the learning of the reality of the power of when human meets or met angel and the power of revelation and that we have for us, even this year, as we can't go to Hajj, if you were planning to, or even if you weren't planning to, it's different to be told you can't. Uh, the the power that we hold within us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us here in our homes the Quran itself, the wahi, the revelation sits in our hands. The ability to seek Allah's forgiveness is there. Our ability to, to read and to send salawat and salam to the Prophet remains with us. Our ability to come together as women, as Muslims in this ummah, to help one another and support one another remains with us. So let's make these 10 days days of dua. And togetherness, I'd like to encourage any of you who are women to join our Pilgrims at Home game, which we are doing at Rabata, a very special uh, worship game. You can get on a team. If it's, uh, you could just, you don't even have to get on a team. You can just grab the score sheet and give yourself some some fun in seeing how much ibadah can you do in a day. And if you're wherever you are in the world, if you can just think about these days as days of closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take advantage of them. Don't let them slide away. Don't let them be regular, ordinary days. This, these are days where the Prophet said to us are the days where where no deed is better to be done than on these days except for jihad fi sabilillah. Well, excuse me. No, even jihad. They asked him, even jihad, ya Rasulullah. And he said, even jihad, except for the one who goes out and returns without his money, without his life. So in other words, the only thing better than these days is if you have given everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these days are unique and special. Take advantage of them wherever you are. There is certainly a place that is very special that we are missing and our hearts are longing for. But let us help our hearts long for the presence 
standing before the Prophet and standing on the prayer carpet and having that intentional presence with God. And inshallah, we'll pray that we will all be together at Arafat next year and uh, able to seek forgiveness from the forgiver at the place of forgiveness on the day of forgiveness together. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Salatu salam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ishabi ajma'in. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum.